Hey yo! I'm Katie. And it's the scariest co-host you ever got. Corey. Ooh, spooky. Press next podcast. Let's go. Welcome back to another spooky week of the Press Next podcast. We are so excited that you decided to join us for another week. Indeed. Welcome back. And if you are new uh, to the podcast, welcome in. If you're new to our YouTube, welcome in. We are a podcast. We talk about movies. We talk about documentaries. We talk about TV shows. All right. We love them. You love them. Let's talk about them. Let's break them down. Let's talk about the real life application. So again... For our fans who have been here for a while, thank you. Welcome back. For the new fans, welcome in. And we have something special for you uh, this month. This month we've been doing Fright Fest stuff. So we have yes. been watching uh, a movie a day for you. So, I mean, it's been good for us so far. And I hope that you've been following along. I know that there have been some people following along because they've been hitting me on uh, IG and on Snapchat and everything else. And I've been trying to give them alternate movies <laughs> if they mm-hmm. couldn't find like a movie like online or something like that. Mm-hmm. We are sorry, by the way. Some of the movies you have to like rent or you have to like get Shutter yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, our apologies. Sorry about that. But we believe that these movies are worth the three ninety nine yeah. they may cost for the rent. Um. So yeah, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, go back and listen to that. We kind of did a versus where I had a list of movies and then Corey had a list of movies and we went back and forth with our favorite October movies or, you know, some of the movies I put on there I hadn't seen yet, but they've been on my list. So I'm really excited. Even this week, uh, one of the the movies that Corey picked, I hadn't seen. And one of the movies that I picked, he hadn't seen. So I encourage you all. Um, no, not encourage. I challenge you all to at least watch one movie per week. So I know that it's hard to watch a movie every single day. Uh, there's a lot of time, you know, that you have to set aside for it. We get it. We know, but uh, we're doing it because we, you know, made this promise to you and ourselves, but I do challenge you to at least watch one per week, even if you're not a movie person. Kaylee, I'm talking to you. Um, Even if you're not, uh, she doesn't watch movies. Isn't that crazy? But she is a loyal listener to our podcast, so I very much appreciate it. But uh, I challenge you all, just watch one movie per week, one of the movies on this list, um, and give it a shot, you know? Give, yeah, it, most, give it a shot. Most then, movies are like an hour and a half, two hours, so yeah. find your way. And, and here's the cool thing about it, too. Now, knowing me, the movie buff that I am, I'm going to say you should probably have the most optimal viewing However, you don't have to do that. Break the movie up if you have to. If you're going to watch yeah. 30 minutes here, 45 minutes here, uh, pick up later at night or something like that, or you're watching the movie you're like, eh, I'm kind of tired, I'll finish it tomorrow, do that. But No, uh, we had to do that the other night. We did. We had to do it the other night because uh, it was getting a little late and I was getting a little tired. And I was like, bro, we have to. We really committed to watching a movie a day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it's hard, but it's been fun, actually, because mm-hmm. it just it's something to do. I feel like it's, it's something that has brought us closer because yeah. we like we know that we're gonna do this and so we talk about it earlier than the day in the day mm-hmm. even the day before what are we watching when are we watching it what are we doing mm-hmm. uh so why I, we encourage you watch it with your with your family in any ways that you can just 
watch a movie. If you're going to go all out like some of these people are, we thank you to watch it today with us. That's, that's amazing. Uh, if some of them are too scary, that's fine. Skip that one. Um, we watched a movie last night. I didn't think it was too scary, but it's, so it's a great family movie to watch. But anyway, do that. Support us in that way. If you want to support us in other ways, you can do so by uh, giving us a follow on all social media, Press Next Podcast, uh, so or Press Next Pod for Twitter. But everything else is pretty much Press Next Podcast. Mm-hmm. If you want to join the Facebook group, it's the Press Next Club. Um, so you can search up Press Next Club and you will find us there. Uh, follow us on YouTube, Press Next Podcast, TikTok, Press Next Podcast. Um, support us in that way. Drop us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, or anywhere you can leave a review or a rating, please do that for us. That's another way you can support. If you really want to support us uh, monetarily, hit us on Cash App or Venmo, especially before January 1st, because they're going to be taxing that $600, you know what I'm saying? But uh, but drop it on there to leave us a little, little bump so we can continue to do cool things, uh, cool projects for you all. We have so, we have big ideas and big things that we want to do. Mm-hmm. Those things cost money, so we're going to try to fundraise a little bit more. But we appreciate all the support yes very very much so um we've been more active on our social media as well if you have seen that we appreciate you interacting with us and just liking our content and um sharing it and all that good stuff and um Again, if you are watching along with us or if you are watching a movie from our list, I encourage you to share it on Instagram, tag us in it, let us know what you think, let us know um, what you're watching. Yes, indeed. And without any further ado, this is what we're going to do today for this episode. First and foremost, here's what I will say. I put this out on Facebook the other day. I've gotten a lot of people to uh, respond, but I want a little bit more. Mm-hmm. If you have, given that this is October, if you have yes. any kind of scary story, scary personal story, whether that be a ghost encounter or an alien encounter, um, you know, the hag was riding you, whatever it, it may be, let us know because I want to read them on here all month long um, for our YouTube and then also, you know, bring you on for a full episode. Uh, so that's what we're trying to do. I'm trying to get old girl who gave us the alien story before to come on and share a little bit more. That'll be fun. Um, that would be fun. But I you know can a lot do of that. people are wanting to, wanting to hear that. Yes. And so you can do that by uh, clicking the link in our bio on IG and signing up through the guest request link and um, or hit me up on Facebook. We can do that as well. So share with me your scary stories. Okay, listen, we're going to recap real quick. And I said real quick, it's going to be the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to recap. What have we watched? October 1st, okay? Of course, we... Let me tell you what Katie was doing, first off. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> Katie was um, shaking her pom-poms and having fun October 1st because she went to ACL. Yeah, so I I actually missed... The first three days. Uh, so And your boy Octo- held it down. October 1st through 3rd, I was at ACL, Austin City Limits Music Festival. Had a blast. It was so nice to be back. Um, if you don't know, I love going to festivals. I love live music. I love just being around my friends in that environment. So mm-hmm. it was really, really cool to be back um, in the presence of that. So that was fun. But I did, unfortunately, miss the movies for the first three days. But... My better half held it down for us. So mm. started off the week with John Carpenter's Halloween, which was my pick, of course. Of course, her favorite movie. And here's the thing. Um, this time watching it, 
I really like I really dove into it. Yeah. <laughs> like trying to pick apart everything in this movie. Okay. Uh, so tell me about it. Some things I was like, this is okay. So I have a theory and maybe it's not a theory. I think it's a theory maybe that everybody has maybe thought about before. If we're just okay. talking about the first Halloween. Okay. Okay. The very first Halloween. Who do you think that I don't think Michael Myers is the real villain. What do you mean? I think the Michael Myers that we think is Michael Myers is not. And Dr. Loomis has essentially created a Frankenstein out of Michael Myers. Think about it. So the movie opens up. He's a kid, six years old, right? I believe six. Mm-hmm. And um, his sister is, you know, bumping uglies with a guy in the neighborhood. And he sees that first off. And maybe that sets him off. <laughs> maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe he's in love with his sister. Um, but this is not set in a southern state, so I, never mind. <laughs> that was a little joke. And there's a big uh, age gap between him and his sister. Yes. But, you know, maybe he likes his sister. I don't know. In- anyway, he goes upstairs. He kills his sister. He comes outside with the blood on his knife. And mm-hmm. the parents, which... Show up. Yeah, the parents show up literally right on time. Mm-hmm. And this is where I started, like, I got to look into this movie. Because remember in that scene, he just stood there, and what did the, the dad say? Michael. Like, that was it. Michael. They just stared at him, right? They just stared at him. Why did they not go check on the sister? <laughs> okay. Like, why did they not go check at that house? Like, literally, I, in real life, what would actually happen is if, like, my child was outside with a knife, I would examine that child, right, to make sure it wasn't their blood on the knife. Like, are they okay? If they're not saying nothing, one of us is going into the house, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm going to, like, give me the knife. You wait outside with Michael. I'm going into the house to make sure it's not an intruder or something. Right, but it cuts the scene right there. But it's a long... Now, if you remember this, and, and mind you, this is like a a, um, a staple in older movies. Everything's shot too long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything is way too long. The intro, too long. Him walking around the house, looking inside the house, it's too long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At least for our attention span now. Right. Maybe back and this then it was worked. a movie from the 70s. So right. um So they just sat there. He said Michael, and they sat there for like literally 20 seconds. Just looking mm-hmm. at him, just staring. The mom's staring with her like her arms folded. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like she's mad at him. Like, I can't believe you just killed your sister. Uh, <laughs> so it's just that's just a weird scene. Right. Right. But from there he supposedly is uh, we assume that he goes to this uh um psychiatric hospital. Mm-hmm. where Dr. Loomis, mm-hmm. it, that's where Dr. Loomis meets him. And in the movie, we see Dr. Loomis pull up uh, with his, uh, I guess with a nurse or an orderly or whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. And there's people outside and there's a like, kind of a, you know, a break from the, uh, a breakout from the psychiatric hospital. And that's where, quote unquote, Michael Myers slips into the car and drives to, what's it called? What's the town called? Haddonfield. Haddonfield, right? Drives to Haddonfield. What if, mind you, Dr. Loomis said this man hadn't spoke a word in 15 years. Mm-hmm. Not a word. Only evil behind his eyes. Right. Right? What if the guy that got in the car wasn't Michael Myers? I mean. Just somebody else from the, you know. Psychiatric ward. For, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good. Could be. Could be, right? Or, I mean. 
I just don't know. Maybe it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Dr. Loomis kept telling him he was evil. You know what I'm saying? So then he kind of essentially made him evil. Hmm. You think that could be possible? I mean, a six-year-old mind is very impressionable. Yeah. And the reason I why know. I say that is because Dr. Loomis is so involved in why? Why yeah. is he so involved? And you see he continues to be involved throughout. Y- yes. He, if yeah. I'm a psychiatrist and they did the, the, the little jailbreak at the psychiatric hospital, I'm not going to Haddonsburg or Haddonsville or whatever that thing. I'm not going to his place trying to find him so I can calm the savage beast. When you just told me yeah. he ain't talked in 15 years and he pure evil, he doing yeah. too much, bro. I was, I'm calling the popo. Like, hey, uh, oh, buddy just escaped. I have an inkling that he's coming back to the house to do some dirt. You might want to... Um, you might want to get some patrol out. Right. You feel me? Do you, are you following me? How you feel about that? Yeah, I think that's a good point. That's a good perspective. Um, one that I hadn't really thought of because I don't really think of it as a movie to dissect like that, you know, but interesting perspective. I respect uh-huh. it. No, I feel you. I feel you. Excuse me, Katie just be out here just watching movies. I'll be I like, sure do. <laughs> I'll be like, what the hell? I sure this don't do. make sense, right? This don't make sense. First off, uh, shout out to um, John Carpenter because mm-hmm. if y'all can't see my sign right here, my Psycho uh, sign, Dr. Loomis's name is actually a character from the movie Psycho. So just to let you know, just a little tidbit, a little interesting fact, a little... Um, that is a fun fact. A little nugget for you. Um, but anyway, so that's one theory, right? That's one theory of mine. It, it could also be that Michael Myers is just Michael Myers, right? And right. he's maybe on the spectrum. Okay. You feel me? Are you are you going yeah. on here? Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nonverbal? Yeah. High fixation? Mhm. Um doesn't really have um doesn't really have seems to not have control or a barometer of understanding like that another human's life is equal to his. You know right. what I mean? And not just like an object to kill. I think that's kind of what I always assumed. Was that he's autistic? Um, I didn't really put a name with it, but I obviously like put together the signs of nonverbal right. fixation, things like that. So yeah, I guess autistic. Okay, 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 okay. I mean, that's just another theory. Could be wrong. The only only issue I kind of have with all of these theories, and and we'll probably see this throughout. Um, We'll probably see this throughout all the movies that we watch. It is hard for humans to understand that humans kill other humans. And they don't yeah. have to be quote unquote crazy to crazy do it. Crazy to do it. Yeah. Every movie you see of like a serial killer, it's always some gotta be like, oh, a psychiatric hospital is involved. Or this person has to be this person. It's like, bro, some of these people just behave that way and they enjoy that. Well, um, it's interesting that you should say that because when you and I weren't even dating, we were just friends. I remember us having a conversation about um, the insanity plea. And I was yes. like, I don't think that the insanity plea is fair because I don't think that anyone in their right mind would kill someone. Oh, yeah. What I say? Do you remember that? I do remember that. Well, I'm- we never really finished the conversation because you told me that. We would have it at another point. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's have it now. Here we go. Oh, God. Okay. Here we go. So you you said it was like unfair because people would not be like 
in their right mind. Like you didn't believe people were in their right mind if they did something. Right. Something well, like that, maybe. Yeah, because I think that it's just a cop out because I think that if you. Come on. No, you're good. If Finish you it. are mentally sane, you know the difference between right and wrong and you know not to kill someone. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think that the insanity plea is a cop out. Okay, let me tell you something real quick about the McNaughton rule. And the only reason I know this is because I wrote a paper on this. <laughs> I was really fixated on this because a lot of people have this stance. And mm -hmm. I don't think that it's wrong of you to have this stance. So I don't want you to think that everything I'm about to say to you right now is like, you're wrong for this. I think it's very common for you to have this stance because it almost logically mm -hmm. kind of makes sense if you don't right. have certain information. So Right, and I would like to... I would like to say that I have a very basic understanding of this plea and this is all just like coming off the top of my head and what I think without actually doing research on it. So I could be completely ignorant to the topic, but proceed and okay. learn yes. me something. There we go. I'm going <laughs> to learn you. Here we go. The McNaughton rule, right? Um, Which is the is insanity plea somewhat yeah, yeah it was the very end of that it came from that right defensive insanity okay. but it is that every man is uh or every person i will say is presumed to be sane and that uh, to establish a defense on the ground of insanity it must be clearly proved clearly proved that at the time of committing the act the party accused of laboring under such a defect of reason from disease of mind uh as not to know the nature of the quality of the act he, she, or they were doing. Or if they did not know it, or they did know it, that he did not know what he was doing was wrong. Now, that's a lot of words. But here's what you got to hang your hat on. And okay. I'll give you kind of the, the 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 rundown of it. Just as if, just as is it, that's not a great sentence. It's important to have all of the correct information. Do you know how, like, in a, um, in normal court, I'll put, they say, like, a, it's got to be, what like, a shadow of a doubt or, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that, you know, 50 and a feather, mm -hmm. I guess most people will say. Um, that is not the case when it comes to pleading insanity. There has to be literally no doubt at all, zero, that this person was not in the same mind when this act happens. Mm -hmm. So how they do that it's very vigorous, vigorous, vigorous testing and trying to prove. It's the hardest thing to plead if you're trying to get it. Because a lot of people might try to plead and say, oh, I, was, I wasn't saying at the moment. Now, you know how good these lawyers are. They will tear your stuff apart for anything. Right. And at right. the, the smallest inkling of somebody believing, eh, maybe you were saying in that moment. Well, if you can remember that. Like reasonable doubt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can't have zero of that if you plead insanity and get it. A lot of people who plead it don't get it. Right. The other part of that is that in my mind, it's actually worse. Because when you plead insanity, if you are sentenced or, 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 or it is agreed that you were not of sound mind and you pled insanity and is awarded to you, you are then confined to a psychiatric hospital or a facility indefinitely. Mm -hmm. which means you have no say in if you're going to get out ever 
That's not to say people don't get out. There are people who do get out. But it's so much harder to get out because think about it. If you pled insanity, you're not insane. So you're not insane, but you pled insanity. Somehow beat the case and you got it. How hard is it going to be to try to prove people in the hospital that you're sane? Right. But let me ask you this. Do you not think that everyone who commits murder should be in some kind of psychiatric, should get some kind of psychiatric help? Yes, but not on the aspects. And this is crazy. I was just thinking about this today with the shooting in um, in Arlington. Not on the aspect of we're trying to figure out what they did and why they did it. More on the aspect of there's going to be trauma after what they did. That's going to affect them. Because I think humans are humans. And murder and killing is part of human nature. Sometimes it's accident. Sometimes it's, act- it's uh, a crime of passion. Right? Like that, it's, a, it's, it's been a part of nature since, since we have been here. Since Cain and Abel days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's always been a part of nature. So right. to think that you have to be crazy to kill somebody, to me, is wild. You don't. It's literally... I guess I, that's I'll a put good it like point. this. I'll put it like this. And, and a lot of people aren't going to say this. It's like e- monogamy. Even when you're... <laughs> it is, kind of. But even when you're um, younger... There have been times where you thought about killing somebody. You got so mad or whatever, you like, I'm finna take them out. Now, your better judgment said, I'm not going to do it. Uh, or you maybe you fear the law, you don't want to go to prison, you won't want to be put to death, whatever. But I would be willing to bet that if there was no law or, or repercussions, the only repercussions is if somebody retaliated against you, there would be much more murders. Much more. Because that's, that's what people do. Uh, amongst a, 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 a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. So pleading insanity is actually incredibly hard. If you are awarded it, you're, you're in indefinitely, which also means you can be in for life mm-hmm. under medication and everything else. So it's just, it's tough. And you're in there with people who also are mentally unstable and ill as well. Right. So who knows what the quality of life is? I mean, the quality of life in prison ain't that great either. Mm-hmm. But you really got to separate some people because there are people who are mentally mentally unstable. And let's just take Michael Myers for, um, for an example. If he was, you know, clinically diagnosed uh, with having some sort of disorder where he didn't necessarily even recognize that what he was doing was wrong. Then yes, I, I would plead on his side of being like him being insane. That doesn't mean that when he gets, I think people think it's a cakewalk, and that's why yeah. they see it as like caking out. Is that when you if you do that and you're awarded it, you're like, you know, kind of living in lilies and and sunflowers, right. and that's yeah. not the case at all. Like you're literally confined probably more, uh, depending on the level of unstableness than most prisoners. Um, you are forced to take medicines, whether you agree to take those medicines or not. Right. Right. Um, did, I mean, did we watch Nurse Ratchet? <laughs> right. right. One through right. the cuckoo's nest. Like the amount of mistreatment that happens in facilities where people who are mentally unstable, those people, those, those, those humans get mistreated every single day. So yeah. I think there's probably an argument for some people to be like, you know, I don't want to compare whose who's, uh, trauma is worse. 
but it's not great. And it's definitely not a cop-out. And if you win it, kudos to those lawyers because it's, it's, to me, one of the hardest defenses to, to win in the courtroom. Hmm. Let's try to, let me, I'm going to try to look up a, a stat real quick. Okay. Was that your last theory? That he had uh, autism? Mm-hmm. Or did Check you have out. another one? Defendants offer an insanity defense in less than 1% of all felony cases and are mm -hmm. successful only one quarter of the time. That's why. Dang. That is. I'm telling you, I was like blown away when I did the research because I felt that the reason why I even did the research because I felt the exact same way you did. How the hell people get in the court and say you're not insane? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How you going to get in the court and be like, oh, uh, man, I just murdered about seven people, but I ain't know what I was doing. Right. Then I did the research and I was like, Wow. The amount of of red tape you have to go through, and I mean, it's not just you get passed by one psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. We're talking months and months, sometimes even right. a year or so of observation, of testing, of testing yeah. and assessment to That's be like, no, nah, this is this is true. On top of you still getting grilled in the courtroom. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, is that my last one? My other last one is that maybe he's triggered by sex. <laughs> Right, maybe uh, he's incestuous and likes his sisters because remember in the second one, I think Halloween two, it was like, or no, 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 no. it was revealed that what's um, her name in the movie? Whose name? Um, Jamie Lee Curtis's. It's like Laura or or anyway. It was revealed that, you know, she is his younger sister that was adopted into the family. So I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he loves his sisters, but maybe he just wanted to go back and chill at his house when he escaped. Remember, he went to the, to the house, but then maybe with the Halloween, he saw the young teen and they were having sex, too. So he wanted to go end all of that. Maybe he just want everybody not have sex. And so people start having sex. He was killing them all. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. He need to get laid. <laughs> we need to happen. Somebody put it on him and Michael Myers, you know, it's a wrap. So somebody, you willing to, you know, maybe when he, maybe he fine when he take the, uh, the mask off. Lori Strode. Lori. There, there, there we go. That was my other theory. Anyway, <clears throat> my voice just cracked. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway, good movie. Go watch it. Second movie you watch. One of my favorite movies of all time, especially in the month of October, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. How do you feel about that film? Um, I didn't watch it this wow. time. But you've watched it before. Yeah, I've watched it before. It's been a while, though, so I need to actually one day this week or next week actually go back and watch it because I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah, it's um, it's a great film, star-studded cast. Uh, very highly rated because not only did the, is the cast star studded, they did a great job acting. The story is great mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's very simple, right? The story is very simple. It kind of involves kind of all of American horror stories inside. So you almost pick your fate and how you how you die or what's going to be chasing after you, uh, try to mm -hmm. kill you. There's a lot of like wonky loopholes. Um, they're stereotypical characters, right? Like the athlete, the jock, like the high fool, the virgin, all this other stuff. Like, right. Um, and then there's a lot of like, just funny moments. Like, in the, I remember watching this in theaters and just laughing. Like, 
I shouldn't be laughing at a horror movie, but actually I should. <laughs> because you should be on an emotional roller coaster when you go to these films. And every film, right. you should be not just sunken into one mood the entire time. I shouldn't just be filled with anxiety. Let me tell anxiety you why. Anxiety the whole time? Yeah. Let me tell you why. Because that's not enjoyable. It's not at all. And it doesn't make for a great experience when I'm able to take a break from that. So if I have anxiety, something happens, whoa, whoa, whoa and then something funny happens. Mm-hmm. I'm able now to then re- relax like, to be caught off ooh, guard again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's great. that's a good point. It, it's the pause in the roller coaster. Invisible Woman or <laughs> The Invisible Man, I am on edge the whole time watching that movie. Right. Even though I know what's coming and I've seen it and I know I am on edge the whole time and I just feel exhausted after watching it. Love it. Think it's an amazing <laughs> movie, but I'm anxious the entire time. And films like that are one-offs, right? Like, that's that's right. supposed to happen because the person is invisible. So you right. want to feel like somebody's watching the whole time. And if somebody's watching you the whole time, you're going to be steadily anxious. So if you felt that way in that film or even film like the Qui- A Quiet Place, mm-hmm. they did their job. Oh, you yeah, know what A mean? Quiet Place too. Right, they did their job. But in other mm-hmm. horror films where, like, it's just like a moment where nothing's going to happen. I hate those. Don't you hate those empty jump scares? Yeah, like where, yeah. um, what movie did we watch not too they long ago that we hated? pull back the curtain hated? and there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Like, what was that? That was very cheap. Why mm-hmm. did you do that? What was the movie we watched about the person who was putting hexes on people? Hexes. Is that how you say? Little Witch. And we saw it in movie uh, theaters. Um, I think it's a part of the universe. Some Some universe. Not the conjuring. Um, oh, it it was. It was the devil inside of me or the devil made me do it. It was the conjuring. Yeah, it was. It was. Okay. Y- yeah. That's what I'm talking about. There was uh, plenty of times in that movie where there were just empty scares. Yeah. They like built you up to something and then nothing yeah, happened. Yeah. Yeah, like the suspenseful music and it's like really slow and eerie and you think something's about to happen and then nothing happens. Right. That's then, just and I know the strategy. Annoying. The strategy is to lull you to sleep, right? So then the next time when it happens, or the one time you right, like it to happen, crime wolf, right, right. But as, as you said, I don't know. As a as a consumer, it's kind of boring. Yeah, it's like you could have did something better. You could have put something better there. You probably could have spent that time actually developing a character or something. Right. And of we would have enjoyed it. Maybe connected with the character more. Um, so I don't like that. But anyway, y'all go watch Captain in the Woods. If you or if you did watch it, let me know how you uh, feel about it. I love that film. So. Um, sometimes I just watch it just to watch it, even when I got off days. So it's a good film, man. It's just a good film. Okay, day three, we watched another one of Katie's movies. Um, and I say we, again, Katie was still yeah. shaking that booty. Wait, did you do some booty shaking at ACL? Um, just Don't a little. Don't you lie to me. Just you look a little. At me when you lie to me. During Meg the Stallion. Okay, okay. You was doing some hot girl shit. And and Doja. I wasn't doing a lot, though, because uh, there were a bunch of people around. I'm so mad I miss Doja. So I was just, like, bouncing, you know? Yeah. I was just doing a little bounce. Okay, okay. A little bounce with that thing? Vibing. There wasn't no was little vibing. bounce. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, she do a little bounce. And we, sh- hey, 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 bouncing <laughs> around. Uh, no, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I watched that. I actually watched two. Oh, you did? Yes, I watched the okay. f- the one that you put, which is the older one, mm-hmm. um, and interesting. <laughs> and yeah. then I watched the the more kind of recent one, and yeah. um, just to see like the juxtaposition of like how they changed over the years. Mm-hmm. And and what do you think? Are the way that we and this is going to roll right into this next movie or next set of movies. 
the way that we that horror films have developed is wild, right? We've moved into a time where we don't actually care about the story, or at least when that came out. I think we're getting back to the story now. But when that when the when the newer one came out, it was all about just like you know, being chased and getting cut up by a saw and the gore and everything else. Yes. Like that was the horror. And so it wasn't, the storylines are all trash, but in the beginning, the, the early movie, the storyline wasn't bad, right? You had time to connect yourself with a character. You had time to kind of understand what was going on. You had time to uh, understand Leatherface, like, which one did long, you watch? I'm looking up the, the newer ones. Did you watch look, the 2013 hold on. one? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Which one had Trey Songs? Mm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. It, the one that came out in Yeah, that was in 2013. Yeah. Yes. Um, again, it just got a like, 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's a 31 on Metacritic and 4.8 on IMDb. Like, it's just not as. Again, they didn't focus on the story at all. It was just about like a classic slasher, you know, where people are just getting cut up and thrown around and leg parts going everywhere and people getting split exactly. in half. Exactly. Uh, whereas the first one, the storyline was much better. So um, why did you choose Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Because it's a classic. But Gene, want to come watch it with me? I'm just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a classic. And we're in Texas. Why not? Yes, yes. And a lot of that, it, the funny part is, I try to tell y'all this on Instagram, but um, I don't know if y'all read all the fun facts and stuff. One, that was not the original name. I know. Ew. <laughs> I, I don't know if y'all did the, I didn't know this. Cor Corey posts like, you know, the quiz and stuff about Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Instagram and I answered and I had no clue what the answer was and I was disgusted. So go ahead and tell them. Yeah, the original uh, title for Texas Chainsaw Massacre was Head Cheese. It actually <laughs> came out of a, if you watch the movie, there's a scene in the movie where uh, the guy, when they're in like a car, like a bus, a Volkswagen or whatever, um, they're talking about that and he's talking about head cheese and what it is. And that was like the title of the movie. And then they head moved, cheese. yeah, they changed it to Leatherface. Leatherface. And then they, like the day before shooting, changed it to Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it was actually inspired um, by a Christmas shopping crowd. So has nothing hmm? really to do with exactly. <laughs> uh, what? Explain that. So uh, apparently like the writer or whatever or the director or whoever created it was like at going Christmas shopping and he mm -hmm. saw the crowd and he was wondering like, you know, somebody got mad and was using a chainsaw and cutting people up. Like I said, one of the people was he at a, Sears? Not, right, he was like buying a chainsaw or something like that, and he was like, "What if that was the weapon for a movie?" And I'm sure back then mm -hmm. that was that was very cutting edge, right? Yeah. Um. So that's where I'll that started. Have you know, I am terrified. Like, if I go to a haunted house and I hear a chainsaw, my legs go limp. You're I, supposed to run. <laughs> well, 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 well. It's either fight or flight. Or no, it's either F fight, flight, freeze or, or freeze. flight. It's either freeze or flight for me. So my my legs either go limp and I'm just like stuck, or I run. And one time, I ran. This is I was in a haunted house and it was in an old fire station, and they raised the doors. You know, like the rolling doors, right. the garage doors up. They raised it up. And then this man walked in with a chainsaw. So I took off running past him and ran across the building. This man 
chased you? Followed me. Yeah, that's what they're supposed to do. I know. That's why you just don't run. Because, listen. Well, <laughs> my homeboy, shout my out to- That's my flight response. Uh, <laughs> shout, shout out to Tevin. In high school, we went to a uh, we went to a haunted house one time, and uh, Tevin, I hope you hear this, bro, because we went we went one time and it was like somebody on stilts, and Tevin mm-hmm. started running, and Tevin is fast, okay. Tevin started mm-hmm. running, and we just went for the whole night. He chased him around the whole night because he kept running. The guy <laughs> on be, stilts. Yes, and we were there for hours, bro. Yeah. Hours. See, the chainsaws just scare me. I don't know why. I just, I I don't know. That's a fear for me. Let me know if it's a fear for you as well. Me? No. But for you, no, no, not you, my listeners. Okay, I'm about to say, because for me, I'll just be like, I'm not running. And they ain't got nothing to chainsaw anyway. And I wish you would try to hit me with a chainsaw. I'll I'll be like, you like a Mikael? (laughs) My ears. (laughs) My ears. Yes, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a classic. You can honestly uh, watch the first one, but watch any of them. But we are not responsible for if you watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. We didn't tell you to watch that one. We said watch the first one. <laughs> uh, but you're okay watching any of them. All right. Stick to what's on the list. If you go off the list, that ain't our fault. Uh, when we're fully aware and we'll take responsibility for any trash movie that you see and you, that we put up and you think was trash. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. instance, I don't think this is trash, but a lot of people might. Day four, we watched Black Christmas. Yes, day four. I was back in town, so I yes. participated in this one. How do you feel about Black Christmas? You haven't Which, seen Black Christmas, right? I hadn't. I had never seen Black Christmas, so this was my first time watching it. And I was pleasantly surprised. I think that it drags on a little bit, but it's oh, like yeah. a classic. When did it come out? In the 70s? 78, maybe? Okay, yes. So I think it's a classic 70s thriller. I don't think it was very scary. It was just kind of a... What's gonna happen next? Who is it? Yeah. I mean, I guess it is kind of scary. It's Come a serial killer. Yeah, or stalker. Yeah. You know, it's like classic. Yeah, stalker, stalker serial killer, sorority house. Like, I, I actually really liked it, and I think it's because I like movies from that time, especially scary movies from that time. There's just something about them; they just feel authentic. Yes. And it's not like a jump scare situation. Right. It's more of a thriller situation. And I very much appreciate that. So I was actually pleasantly surprised by this one. I know that there's a new one. And I would like, like you did with Chainsaw Massacre, I would like to watch both of them. Mm-hmm. The new one to wasn't see... that good. But that's, that's no. yeah, neither was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I would like to do that. Yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I actually liked it. But why did you pick this one? So I, I picked this one because I think that when it comes to um, horror, horror, your mother was a filthy <laughs> whore. Um, when it comes to horror and scary movies, horror. we don't actually talk. We talk a lot about the jump scares and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but we don't talk about the the more suspense ones, the, the greater storylines. Like mm-hmm. Black Christmas was a good kind of storyline mm-hmm. uh, about you know girls in a sorority house. It's around Christmas time, so everybody's trying to be together. Um, and there's somebody who is stalking them and is now killing people. Uh, and so, and if you can imagine, again, my bad. I said seventy eight. It came out in nineteen seventy four. If you can imagine. Back in that time, that's that's the other thing with these films you have to do. Mm-hmm. With every film you watch that's an older film, you have to place yourself at that in time. That time. Mm-hmm. You cannot like grade a 1974 film based on 2021. 
You know what I'm saying? Like the CGI right. that we have now and stuff like that is incredible. They didn't even have that. They had to make all of their stuff. Um, so I picked that because I think it gets slept on. You're not going to watch it during Christmas season. You know, unless you're like a true horror fan, you're not going to go watch Black Christmas. And if you think back to the 70s, this is when a lot of the big name... If, serial killers. If I'm not and, wrong. This is when a lot of the big name serial killers were killing yes and it's also and this very much made me think of ted bundy with the the sorority house in florida right and the aspects of like calling the phone and not having caller id and picking up and people playing on the phone and having weird weird messages yeah yeah, you're like oh this person's just weird and it's like no they're not they're trying to kill you you know what i mean and that's another thing that i really appreciated about this movie is that they when they showed the police tapping the phone it's so much different than what we expect now right so they they didn't have a gps system to see where the where the call was coming from they had to actually go into like a control panel room and see which panel was firing off this phone call it was just really interesting to see i i liked it it wasn't like now you just do it all digitally somebody behind the camera right or behind a computer eating a hot pocket and some pop tarts and they're like oh it came off these towers or whatever it's right here right um yeah it's it's different so So there were some parts of the movie where i was like oh this is kind of lame why would they do that like why not search the whole house first before doing a search party outside of the house right i mean but you gotta like she was again we're thinking of of how we would react now knowing the information that we have now especially when you're Mm -hmm. talking about like even me growing up in the 90s and i grew up in the suburbs so i wasn't like you know in the country i'm a suburbs kid I'm a I suburban. A, <laughs> mm. I grew up in the suburbs and we like didn't lock our doors. Well, we locked our doors because my dad from New York and my parents from there. So they do all that stuff. But like other than that, doors wide open. We just yeah. go places. We'll ride and walk to the park. We just are living free. We're not worried about like getting kidnapped or stuff happening. And honestly, at that time, if like I couldn't find my brother, there's no way I'm thinking that he got killed in the house. Right. Like that didn't happen. It's or way more plausible. Yeah. Right. It's way more plausible that he left somewhere, especially because remember it was Christmas time and people got to go home and stuff like that as well. But I knew that her dad was coming, but it's, it's just way more plausible, especially at that time that like she went missing outside of the house rather than like inside the house. Right. Um, and people be private and stuff. And also she was the reject, right? That's why she went upstairs mm-hmm. in the first place. There ain't nobody really mess with her. Right. But nowadays things are different and we, you know, there's a new documentary every day on Hulu and Netflix about somebody being killed. I talked to somebody today and they said, uh, they asked me, you know, I asked them where they're from. They said, I'm from California. I said, what part of California? They told me where they're from. And I said, wow. They said, do you know where that is? So the only reason I know where that is is because I literally just watched a documentary. There was somebody who got killed there. She said, yes. Where? I can't, I'm not going to say just because like it was a student, <laughs> but, but what part of California? Cause I'm about to go to California next week, I know, but you're not going there. Uh, okay, good. Yeah. You're not going there. Um, anyway, so my point is that we have so much more information, but black Christmas is a, a classic for me. Um, um that's why I want to put it on the list. Go ahead. Let's go back to this California situation. A lot of crazy things happen in California. I mean, this is true. Like, if you think about it, you have 
so many infamous serial killers that are from California. Hmm. Mm, that's what you a trying weird to say? place. What you it's a to weird say? place. That's all I'm who, trying to say. Who, um, who? Let's, let's run a list. Who are you talking about? Give me a name. Um, well, the Golden State Killer. <laughs> One. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Let's see. Golden State Serial. Killer is from New York, by the way. But uh, he killed in California. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> that's what I was like, why are they from New York? We talking about be happening in uh California. What you doing? Um, what we what are we talking about? Let's see, let's see. Um I don't know. I don't Ted know. Right now. from Virginia. I mean, it's well, some weird stuff that happened in California, but it's also you gotta think about the population. You know what I'm saying? True. So like the odds are it's probably gonna happen there more often than other places. Um, speaking of, you know what? You know, this has nothing to do with the podcast, y'all. But I'm gonna go ahead and let you know. Uh, Katie tapped me and woke me up last night to show me that there was a, a homicide that took place in University Park yesterday. Oh my gosh! Yes. And um, and when I tell y'all, University Park is where I work, and I was literally just with the police officers before I left. It happened at seven uh, p.m. And I was just with them. They were doing a, an activity called National Night Out. And I came here, and across the street from the school, uh, there was a shooting, and somebody died. It's the first homicide in University Park that's been investigated since 2005. Also, if y'all are familiar with the Dallas area, University Park, obviously Corey, you know, works over there. It is very, very... Rich. Rich. <laughs> very rich. Like, it's, it's, you know, on... It's right beside Highland Park... Preston Hollow. It's a lot of money. You got to have a lot right. of money living in University Park. Right. Um, and so there being a murder there was a little weird, but. I know. That was crazy. Also, um, thoughts and prayers go out to the people affected today in at Timberview High School. Very yeah. scary things. Uh, definitely. Timberview is not too far away from where my brother and my mother live. I said my mother, like my father didn't live there as well. So, I know. I was like, uh, very close. Get your dad. <laughs> very close. And also, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people that went to Timberview. They don't go there now, obviously. Um, but it's just, it's just weird. It's different when it hit home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. just hit different when it, when it's like close to the house. Well, and there's just so many videos that students took while they were being evacuated. And oh just my God. Seeing Did you see the, the video? FBI and the, just like that many people, that many armed people in the hallways of your high school. Oh my goodness gracious. It makes me want to throw up thinking about it and talking about it. I cannot imagine being like a 14-year-old freshman. And here's the worst part. Dealing with that. You a know? lot of them probably aren't even tripping. That's the worst part. It's like they have so much poise because they've been trained for this so much. Like this wasn't an issue right. with us going up. Did you see the video? Somebody got on video when the shots were happening. Mm-mm. He got it on video. He It was like in another room, but you can hear the shots. Mm. He had a cell phone recording, and you can see all the kids scrambling. A teacher shared a photo of them bar- uh, had a the door barricade. I don't know if you saw that. Um, it's just I know we got off on a little tangent talking about murders and, and school shootings, but goodness gracious, I digress. Just thoughts and prayers to everybody. Uh, sending as Charlemagne would say, healing energy. 
mm-hmm. um, over there because they're going to need some. And I just couldn't be, I couldn't imagine being a parent, getting yeah. a, a text message or an email saying, hey, show up to this place because we're going to bust all your kids over there. Can you imagine waiting over there and then your kids, the one kid that didn't come in? God, no. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Or just even the the relief of, like, seeing your kid. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and you know the kid's going to be like, Mom, get off me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but you mm-hmm. understand that for 30 minutes, I thought yo, you was gone. Right. I'm sitting here for maybe even 30 minutes. For hours, I thought you was dead. Right. Um, and I think the craziest thing is that in the moment, you never know what's going on, right? You don't know if it's an isolated situation. Like, this one, what I say isolated, it was because of a fight. So... Um, it wasn't just random, but you don't know if it's targeted towards one person, towards a group of people, towards just whoever's in the way. You never know. And that's terrifying. Anyways. Ooh, I'm sorry. Um, I just yawned. That was crazy. So on to what we watched last night. Day five, something Day a little five. bit more happier. Midnight Margarita. Practical Magic, man. We watched Practical Magic came out in the 1990s, starring the one and only Sandra Bullock as well as Nicole Kidman. Yes. Um, Both amazing. And listen, somebody, uh Claire, you came from my head top on on, on uh, in the DMs. I didn't say I didn't like the film. That's not what I said. I enjoyed the film. It's actually a good film. I like it. And I can see why everybody else likes it as well. Mm-hmm. I, I also think that I'm not the audience for that. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that, it, wasn't, it wasn't made for me. It was definitely right. made for the, the, the KDGs of the world. Uh, what does that mean? Ma'am. Huh? You wanted Explain to start, yourself. you decorated for October and Halloween when it was like September 1. Yes. The KDGs of the world this movie was made for. The people who love all the the little witches and flying on brooms and the cool little little quotes and mm-hmm. there's a little witch in all of us and the McKnight Margarita. All of them, them use. They are used. All of okay. the KDGs of the world. Which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. I think that is great. Are you saying a, basic white women? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Just kidding. Look, look. Uh-huh. No, I'm not Why saying that. Why are you wrong. winking? Huh? <laughs> I'm not I'm just saying I can see that. It's also it's, I think it's because it's romance that's kind of built into it as well. Yeah, I think so too. I think cuz it's more of like a a love story. Yes. And so it feels good that there's some triumph and stuff that happens and um there's 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 family, there's togetherness, there's fall feelings. It's a very beautiful mm-hmm. location. It's witches and so if you're into the season, like I, I understand it all. I understand why it's a cult classic. It's right. also a good movie. It was, it was well written. It was well acted. Um, the CGI could have been better, but it was 1998, right? Like, so mm-hmm. what do we expect? Um, yeah, I get it. Good film. I'll probably yep. watch it again, probably more than one time. If you watch it again next season or something, I'll probably be in on watching it. But I'm never Perfect. selecting that film. Is what I was trying to say. Okay. Does yeah, and I get that. I get that. I'm never going to be like, yo, let's watch Practical Magic. <laughs> I'll forgive you. What are you being Nah, I'm just kidding. Okay. And then um, to wrap this up, today is day six. We are almost through week one. Um, and today was Corey's pick, which is... 
Harry Potter and what? Harry Potter Harry and Potter. the Half-Blooded Prince. Mm, 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 mm. Now, the only reason I selected this one, one, is because Katie selected a witch movie. So I was like, you know, I got to go with the wizards. You know what I'm saying? I got to go mm-hmm. with the I gotta go with the wizards. I'm flying around, playing Quidditch and shit. So I selected, I was like, I have to go Harry Potter, which one is my favorite. Uh, Half-Blood Prince is my favorite because I feel like there's a lot going on. It's a lot of information. It's a cold reveal. All of this stuff is cool. Uh, it's great writing. So I picked that one. I didn't get the chance actually to like, or I haven't yet to watch it in its entirety. I watched it today like in segments. So again, like mm-hmm. I said, because I knew it was going to be a longer one uh, to bust it down in segments so that I can watch it and then uh, still fulfill my watching duties. But do you like, is this like your least favorite? I want to, I feel like it is. Mm, it's not my least favorite. But it's not my most favorite either. No, Goblet of Fire is my favorite. I like Goblet of Fire. I ain't gonna front, but the Half Blood Prince be smacking. They smack. Mm-hmm. They really do. Oh, we got somebody sipping on that haterade. I don't know. <laughs> somebody sipping on that haterade. I don't know. I also like um, Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm, hold on. What happened in that one? That's yeah. the one with Sirius. Serious XM? Where you can listen to the radio? Black. <laughs> I'm just messing <laughs> with you. Oh! I mess with that one, too. I mess with that one, too. The Half-Blood Prince is my favorite, though. So I watched that today. You haven't watched it today, but that's okay. I'll take it to you. I'll take the uh, the heat for both of us. Um, and by yeah, the time... Yeah, it's been a very busy work. Uh, by the time that you all hear this episode... You, it'll be day six and we're watching Amityville Horror. Seven, day seven. Day seven, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, And the 2005 version of the Amityville Horror. Now, this is like one of Katie's favorite movies. I am open about this one. I don't even like any of the Amityvilles. That's just me though. So I'm going to watch this again with a less critical eye. We'll watch it together tomorrow. Yes, and maybe we'll see. Maybe things will be a little bit different. Maybe I'll enjoy it more. I don't know. I think a lot of the movies that I enjoy are because I grew up watching them, and it's Mm. more of like a nostalgic. Right, it's a moment. Yeah, more than it is, oh my God, this is a good movie. I feel you. But I like that, though, because sometimes if I can tap into that and I can see that from you, it actually changes Mm -hmm. my perspective on the film. So who knows? Maybe tomorrow I'll feel the same kind of nostalgia or the moment that you had. You know, if it brings you back to something, if you're able to, um, you know, bring me that, then that's great. I think after that, we're going to turn right back up because we've got The Conjuring Mm. on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. Then Trick or Treat. Then The Strangers. Oh, we got a... Oh, my God. These four lineup? Yeah, we've got good ones coming. Smack. Smack. Um, Yeah, we got to do that one. You said what? I said, yeah, we've got good ones coming. Good ones are loaded up, man. Um, But thank y'all for listening and watching all the ones that have been uh, out uh, that we put out and following us and following our movie list. If you have movies that you would like us to watch... Uh, specifically either to critique or maybe it's just your favorite movie didn't make it on the list let us know because we'll watch those as well um mm-hmm. and yeah so we're gonna get up out of here so if katie wants to watch the half blood prince she can if not we're gonna make a little bit of din din mm-hmm. we're gonna chill we still gotta make dinner i know bro i'm chilling i'm chilling uh, but anyway all right 
Well, if you are uh, following along and watching the movies with us, or if you're just watching Netflix and watching Gilmore Girls, because tis the season, always press next. Bye, y'all. See y'all later. Bye.